What's happening, everybody? Happy Mamba Day to you. Welcome back to Gentleman's Talk Season 2, Episode 8. We back in that thing. I am your man, Mr. GQ. I am your boy, DJ Micah. Be hitting that big 32 today. All right, all right. Welcome back, everybody. We in that thing. Happy birthday to my co-host over here, DJ Appreciate Michael it, B. appreciate it. That big 3-2 in this thing. So we got two 30-plus-year-old motherfuckers doing podcasts <laughs> in the back of our house. Hey, man. It's all good, though. It's all good. Hey, it was all good just a week ago. Hey, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> hey, we turned up this past weekend. We did. We celebrated between my birthday, the teenager's birthday at Dave & Buster's. We drank a lot. A Expensive-ass tab. Did the same thing on Sunday. Drank again. I drank again Saturday night at the birthday party, yeah, right after was... I left from Bayou. Um, and I'm mad that I did not order the fight, but I was spending time with oh, the fam. Oh man! Uh, yeah, so yeah, we so, got to talk yeah, about that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So I was spending, <laughs> I was spending time with the fam. So I was like, all right, I'm not gonna order the fight. And the one time I don't order the fight, yeah, man, something epic happened, and I'm like, damn, my man got that Holly Holmes Ronda Rousey treatment, man. My man took that kick to the neck. And said, slumber. Forgot to set his alarm clock. <laughs> Anywho, so we got this special cognac here that my, my father got me for my birthday. I told him I had no idea when I was going to crack this bottle open. But then DJ Michael Bacchus came through and it was his birthday. And I'm like, what better way to celebrate than having this beautiful crossover of the Leo and the Virgo? Because yes, we very do, rare. Because <laughs> one, we share a kingdom. We wear our crowns proudly. Yep. And we have no problem sharing the great month of August with our Virgo brothers and sisters. Absolutely. So with that, cheers to more life. More life, more blessings. And money, money, and more money. As smooth as ever. Man, Man. that thing too smooth, and bro. Champagne cognac, that is some next level shit. Damn. I'm not even a big cognac guy, but boy, when it comes from Boss Man, because I know he is the cognac connoisseur, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. automatically taking that recommendation. Appreciate it, Pops. <laughs> so let's kick this thing off. Let's talk about this Kevin Durant stuff. Yeah, man. So after about a month and, I don't know, four or five days, give or take, yep. Kevin Durant decides, all right, I'm going to come back, Brooklyn. Let's run it back. And now him and Kyrie in the lab and... Crossing up on Trey Young and Victor Oladipo and all this other bullshit, and yeah. Well, first, I I would just like to say thank you for Kevin Durant because for the past month, you've made all the debate shows great when they talk about you. Um, they critique this man every day. They slander his character every day. It gives him something to talk about every single day. Yeah, I mean, there was some other slander going on. Um, I don't know if you caught Undisputed today. Mm-mm. But there was a lot of um. Today was one of those few days where I was like, "All right, I really need like 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 Skip is beyond delusional at this point," <laughs> because he started talking. They started talking about how you know how LeBron by about midseason is gonna pass um Kareem, right? And so of course Skip in his infinite dumbassery wisdom is talking about how um LeBron is taking like 
12,000 more shots than Kareem and all this other stuff. And I'm like, and then he basically tries to water down the fact that he's like, that it, he's trying not to say that it's a longevity stat. I'm like, dude, you're about to surpass the number one scorer of all time in the NBA. And you also have a chance to score 40,000 points. For a guy who is not labeled as a bona fide scorer, more of a facilitator, mm-hmm. he's about to be the all-time leader in points. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, well, what about, you know, well, Jordan is Jordan. I'm like, well, if you look at the amount of years they both played, LeBron still passed Jordan. LeBron still has a better field goal percentage than Jordan does all time. And Jordan didn't play as long as LeBron. Leave it alone. LeBron is that guy for a reason. A guy who's a facilitator is about to be the leading scorer in the NBA. No matter how you feel about number 23, number 6, whatever number he decides to wear, um, the guy's great. Yeah. That, he, that, he's, he's one of one. Like, yeah. he's truly one of one as far as to be – 6'9", 260 pounds, with the brain of a point guard. And can run like a guard. With the abilities of a power forward center. Like, you just don't get that kind of a combination of a player. Because even if you look at our, look at your players currently in the NBA across the board, Giannis doesn't have the same passing ability that LeBron does. No. Giannis is still very dangerous going downhill. Sure, Kevin Durant may be a better perimeter shooter than LeBron, but that doesn't mean I don't think he's a better overall scorer than LeBron is. He's a better free throw shooter, obviously, but there's a lot of players that are better free throw shooters than LeBron. But we, you, but Kevin Durant is a is you, like you know what I. I wish I'd have looked this up before the beginning of the show because this is something that probably should be talked about more often. Outside of your, let's call them deadly shooters. Yeah, that are forwards. Let's just let's just do small forwards alone. I'm pretty sure LeBron isn't that bad compared to other small forwards all time in free throw percentage. It's not that. It's not like he's a shooting guard or a point guard. You know, it's like yeah, Kevin Kevin Durant is the anomaly. Obviously, Dirk Nowitzki is obviously an anomaly too at forward. But I mean, outside of that, I mean. Skip is acting like LeBron got to shoot 87%, 88% from the free throw line. Well, outside of Kevin Durant and Dirk, tell me because Chuck wasn't a good free throw shooter. No. Uh, Tracy McGrady was an okay free throw shooter, just like Vince Carter. But I mean, I mean, I mean Larry Bird was a great. Free oh, well, yeah, well, yeah. He's probably, that's he's prob- probably has the highest free throw percentage for, for, for the forwards. Well, yeah. Without, without question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's, that's, that's a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's that is that is Larry but Legend. But I, I, skip, skip. Uh, look, bro. My problem with Skip, I think Jordan is the greatest player to ever play basketball. Even when you know people dive into the deep stats and this and that, and I'm just like, look. To me, Jordan is the greatest. Um. I got LeBron number two, all time. So, I think Skip has him like fifth or sixth or. And and the people that always when I tell people I got Kobe seventh and they tell me I'm disrespectful, having LeBron James anywhere outside of your top three is being disrespectful. I don't exactly. think that can even be argued. I don't care if you pick LeBron over Jordan. I think Jordan is is 
greater. LeBron possibly better. You know, because it's yeah. two different things. Oh, absolutely. For so, those, and but the problem is your um, your Jordan, your Jordan heads, they they still. And what bothers me about the Jordan heads in general is that all they seem to see is that Jordan was six zero in the finals. Like they like forget that this man had other years in his career where he was not the Jordan that we are accustomed, what we're, we're accustomed to seeing. Yeah, he wasn't winning championships. He didn't win his first championship until he was twenty eight. 27, 28, 27, 28, somewhere like that. Yeah. yeah, same around. And yeah, he LeBron got drafted. Was, he got drafted in '84. Yeah, so yeah, LeBron was in. The, but look at when LeBron. I'm sorry, when Jordan was drafted, who was running the league at the time? You still had Magic and Larry, Isaiah, Kareem, like. And those those teams were brothers. So yeah, that's like, the one thing I I tell people all the time. People be like, "Well, LeBron played better teams in the finals than Jordan." Okay, but in the Eastern Conference, LeBron didn't pay, play the talent that Jordan played. And people always shit on those Cavs teams talking about, well, the Cavs this and the Cavs, the Cavaliers weren't this. I'm like, if you don't think the Cavaliers in the 80s with uh, Craig Elo and uh, uh, Larry Nance, I'm missing the other guy's name right now. I can't Man, think of his name. Larry Nance Sr. If you, if you don't think those Cavs teams were good, You've lost your mind because the Cavs were great. It's just a lot of the, a lot of these people are not basketball historians. No, and most of the Jordan heads now, probably around our age, all they know is six and zero. That's all they know. Yeah, but I'm like, let's you know, not even that. Let's let's look at, and this is why I, you know, when you get a chance, I, I want you to look at this on Undisputed because the points that Shannon made today were brilliant because he's like, look at it like this. Look at when the Dream Team was assembled. Larry Bird's back was done. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we had already had. Um, Magic was already had already been diagnosed. Yep. Um, he wasn't playing in the NBA course, no more. Of course, they shit on. You know, they shit on fucking um, Isaiah. Yep. Locked him out. And and Jordan was you know a lot younger. But when Jordan first came into the league, he was not running the league. Like people talk about. Oh well, boys didn't eat on Jordan's watch. Um, the first six years they did. I think like I like I tell people. It depends, for me personally, it depends on when his watch is. Because I feel like a lot of people start saying his watch is when um, he when he won his first ring. I don't think, I think Jordan's watch be, began when he won MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, in the same season. That's that's really when, because that's when, I think that was the first time he went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. And, uh... They lost to the Pistons. I think that's when Jordan's watch began. Is after that MVP and Defensive Player of the Year season. I think it, like that was like because he came out of college after three years, so that would yeah. put him at 22, 21, 22, yeah. And then three years later, when he well, three years later, put him twenty five, and then the year after, uh, right up in there. That's that's when his watch. I'm, you know, I'm saying like because I mean at that time too, when he lost to the Pistons, that people failed to forget how much older that Pistons team was. Like, that was legitimately a veteran team. Yeah, yeah, very veteran. That beat up on a young, a young team. team. Like, we've seen it in modern NBA. We've seen it. Yeah. Like, that's exactly what that was. That, and that, so that We saw it this year when the Celtics lost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's, but the Celtics, aren't, they're not that young, but compared to the Warriors, yes, yeah. they are. They're As far as playoff experience, yep. they're very young. But, well, not even really. But playoff experience, the Celtics have been pretty good. Finals experience, different ballgame. With this current Celtic. Well, I mean, the the the, the, the playoff experience be, disparity is crazy, but uh, I, I, it's not not really too crazy. 
but the the regular season, you got season season veterans on mm-hmm. this damn Warriors team. Even Andrew, people, I mean Andrew all Wiggins isn't down, even thirty yet, man, and he's been in the league forever. Yeah, all the way down to Kevon Looney. Like I forgot, Andrew Wiggins was uh, the guy that got traded to get Kevin Love when LeBron came back mm-hmm. in twenty fourteen to Cleveland. So Andrew Wiggins has been in the league since twenty fourteen. It's twenty twenty two, and Andrew Wiggins ain't thirty yet, and no. I can't understand why not. I always that's another one of those what ifs that I always think about is like what if they never traded for Kevin Love and just kept Wiggins? If you had LeBron, Kyrie, and Andrew I, Wiggins, I think that three is more formidable just because I think Andrew Wiggins' defense mm-hmm. would have would have made a lot of difference in a lot of those well, series. I mean, because you look at when when the Cavs lost to the Warriors at one time, like. You know, Kevin Love was not there at all. Mm-hmm. So imagine if, you know, we know Wiggins was he's very good at his health. Yeah. He wasn't very injury prone. He's durable. So who's to say, for the sake of just this discussion, with that trio there, that they don't beat the Warriors the first time and they take a ring away from Steph. Now now you're talking about LeBron with six. Well, you know, Kyrie, uh Kyrie, Kyrie got would, injured, man. I, I know I'm saying, but you yeah, Kyrie did, but I mean Wiggins well, would have showed him more than uh then Kevin Love, well, Kevin oh, Love didn't defense, play, so no, Kevin Love wasn't there at all. <laughs> but, Kyrie, yeah. You know, it's one of them things because if Wiggins would have aligned himself with LeBron, who's to say he wouldn't be a better offensive player Today. going under tutelage? Right like, to, to so, this day. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, sometimes getting thrown in situ- situations a lot of the times in the NBA determine how good a player becomes. For sure, no, for like, sure. I don't think Draymond Green would be as great as he is if he ended up on any other team other than the Warriors. So, yeah, I mean. Right player, right time. Uh, Skip's a hater. I, Always will be. I, I love Skip. I, I like to. I like Skip. People people get on to me for liking Skip, but when they're not talking about the Cowboys and they're not talking about LeBron versus Kevin Durant versus Michael Jordan, and this when they when they're talking about just sports, mm-hmm. like outside of the bias bullshit that they be, yeah, yeah. Skip is really free. you can tell he was like a journalist. It's really good. Like when they sit there and talk about, I heard them talk about boxing one day, and they weren't talking about Pacquiao and Mayweather. And I was just like, I was blown away. I said, "Well, it's amazing how good of analysis Skip is when he's not emotional." Yeah, I personally, I and this, I've been listening, mind you, I've been listening to Skip Bayless since Cold Pizza way back. Me too. With my dad, but I actually, because of my dad, actually, I actually prefer listening to Colin Cowherd over him personally. I like I like the herd. I don't Colin, care what nobody got. Well, no, no, I'm just saying like a lot of people don't like Colin because of his like his brashness and everything. But I'm like Shit. the same thing how you say about with Skip. I'm like Colin's brilliant. Yeah, his analysis is brilliant. He's he's very unapologetically real. Even if he knows he's a fan of whatever yep. team he's a fan of, he will talk objectively about any and everybody. What? He admits when he's wrong, unlike Skip Bayless. Um, Skip is always wrong. Yeah, but. So, you know, thing, things like that. Cowherd, uh, you got to be very good to have a show for four hours by yourself for this long. I mean, now he, obviously he has joy there and things like that. But before, he would bring in a guest every now and then. This man used to talk about sports every day for four hours well, by himself. You forget, at one point, we had the, one of the longest running shows in Mike and Mike. 
I love the mic. And, and they Mike. were on for hours. Yeah. They, and they were simulcast. Yeah. They were on the radio and on TV at the Mike same time. Mike and Mike time. were very good. Yeah. And it was, you know, I was, I was a big fan. I was unfortunate when they no longer were doing the thing when Mike left. Mike's, Mike's being, Mike Golick is very doing very successful things in college football and everything else. Yeah. And Green, Greenberg, of course, because he's got, um, uh, Greeny, what's up? He's doing, he, he I does, uh, the name. What's and, the and, get and, up. He does get, get up. up. Get up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. He does the, um, the uh the NBA show too I can't think of the name oh, of it um NBA is it NBA today NBA today yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he does oh yeah because he replaced old um old old Nichols dumbass <laughs> sorry he comes on then every night I like I like listening Greeny is very good at what he does yeah very very another one that's very very intelligent talks you know very very um what's the way to describe his style if you will um he keeps you he keeps you listening yeah he doesn't drag anything out it doesn't sound like he's just talking just to be talking he, he facts it too that's yeah, the yeah. biggest oh, thing oh yeah yeah facts. Big, oh his facts are yeah. Yeah, his facts are like to another another level um speaking of other nba news we had talked about so um it's been confirmed today the zion is going to play on opening night get out of here yeah it came out today zion didn't know that zion will be playing opening night for the first time in a very long time. You know, I'm not even interested in whether he's playing or not. I'm interested if he's going to get his money. That's the only I'm thing I'm interested in right now. He's going to keep that weight in check. Exactly. Because that is a big deal. That's going to be the biggest soap opera of the season. Boy. So, yeah, so I was a fan. I saw that and I was like, okay. I've been a fan of Zion since he was in high school. I'm I'm amazed that yeah. a guy that big can move the way he moves. Obviously, LeBron is bigger. But when I say move the way he moves, Zion... He has a way of flashiness at that size, and it's ridiculous. It's poetry in motion. It, it's crazy. It, and it's all predicated on health. Yeah, well, that's another thing. Hopefully yeah. he keeps the weight down, and that yeah, keeps his health in check. The, the Pelicans are a sneaky team if you don't look. C.J. McCollum, Zion Williamson. I don't think they're sneaky. Brandon Ingram. I, I don't think they're sneaky at all. I think they're right in your face. I think they're right in your face. But, I mean... If, if you just ask the cat like just the regular casual person right now, that just you know they don't they don't watch the NBA but they keep up with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not gonna name the Pelicans. You know, so we'll get to that part of the conversation yeah. when it's time for the NBA conversation. But we are gonna pivot and transition. We're gonna transition into our NFL stuff. Um, of course, as we talked about pre-show, um, Baker Mayfield has been named the starter for Week One, okay. which he's playing against his former team, the Cleveland Browns, without Deshaun Watson because we know Deshaun Watson is. You out saw the for comments. Eleven games. Did you see the comments? No. Um. Uh. uh what's the defensive end? Miles Garrett. Miles oh, Garrett. So I didn't see the. I saw the interview. I saw the interview. Actually, I was at Burritos. Um. For late lunch. And what I, did he say? Because I didn't. He see He was it. talking about Baker being his one of his favorite teammates and all this stuff. And there, there's no, there's no, no hard feelings, no petty rivalry stuff like that. But when we step between them white lines, I'm coming for you. <laughs> hey, you know, I like that. I do like that. And I don't care what anybody has to say. Look, we could be friends after the game. We could be friends before the game. I see you. I come up. I shake your hand. Hey, what's up, bro? Everything good? This and that. How's the family? All that. And as soon as we dap up and we go our separate ways, I'm going into game mode. And I'm and my job is to hit you. And I'm I'm not gonna show pity on you just because he because you're my friend. Look at and you you know how competitive we are when we play on opposite teams in basketball. Mm, mm, I just, mm, just mm. damn that. Just in general. Yeah, well. 
when our teams, our rival teams playing baseball and football in fantasy. Dang, yeah, I about to say they ain't seen nothing until they see that fantasy, boy. Boy, the shit talk starts. The soon as that Monday night game ends, the shit talk for the next week begins. Yup. Speaking of fantasy, tomorrow our league is drafting. Yeah. And once again, we have found a way to continue to elevate make the league. Yeah, elevate. So this year, um, for those who, um, well, obviously none of you guys are familiar with how we get down with this. So what I have done with this league, so I also <laughs> am the commissioner of this league. So what I did is I, after the first, I think four seasons that we did this, I started really evaluating. We were running this uh, as a Yahoo league. I started evaluating positions and I started trying to figure out how do we make this better? You know, I wanted to make, I started seeing some of these other leagues and I'm like, how the fuck are these guys getting like these high scoring ass games? This, that, and the other. Yeah. So I started deep diving into the settings of Yahoo and figuring out all this type of stuff. So I started figuring out bonuses for quarterbacks throwing 300, 400, 500 yards, receivers getting 100, 200, 300 yards, running backs getting 100, 200, 300, all that good stuff like that. And then I found these other. We'll call them money money stats, if you will. 40-yard touchdowns, 40-yard completions, all this stuff. So I started just adding all these perks. And all of a sudden, we started getting scores in the upper 160s, 170s. Every now and again, somebody would break that, that 200. And I was like, man, how do we get closer to that number? I think last year I had the highest scoring game. Yeah, either I, you or either you or – you were me. I had it. I think you took it from me. I, I think I scored like 270. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I, yeah, because I had it first because I scored 254, and then you you surpassed it. I think I can look at the all-time record. You probably got yeah, I'm pretty sure you still have it. Um, so, yeah, but I have no championships. Yeah. Damn the all-time record. Hey, I got I got rings. Kiss them all. <laughs> so, anywho. So, after that, we did away with the kicker. We figured of all the positions, the kicker was kind of the most useless. Sorry for those who love their kicker. But it was not scoring the amount of points that I felt like we needed to score. So I did away with the kicker, and I added two positions. I essentially took the flex position and made two. Yeah. So now you had the choice of a wide receiver, tight end, running back. You had two of them. Changed the whole draft dynamic. Yeah, that first year we didn't know what the hell we were doing. Because you didn't know if you wanted to draft more receivers, more running backs. Like, you didn't know what really to do. We did the super flex one time with the two quarterbacks. It was cool, but like... It wasn't it. It just it, Yeah, it just wasn't it. It didn't fit like how it felt like our league was going to go. So then I took another step forward because, you know, as, as DJ Michael Bogus said, we've been elevating. So I, I said, all right. So I started looking at the defense. Started digging into the defense and realized there's a lot more perks that defense was not getting credit for. Yep. So I started doing that. We looked at credits for three and outs, fourth down stops, and all this other stuff. The way all defenses should really be scored in fantasy. So I I turned the defenses into viable positions, and then I said, you know what, fuck it, let's start two. So now we did away with the kicker. We had the flex positions. Now you had to start two defenses. And then this year – Took it an even another further step, and now this year, for the first time, we will be drafting a defensive player. Yes, sir. Whether that's a corner, linebacker, safety, line, whatever position you want, you can draft them. Commissioners, you need and, to be paying attention because this is epic. Defensive player gets credit for tackles, assists, sacks, forced fumbles, 
pass deflections, fumble recoveries, fumble reco- like all this stuff. Like even I think there was something like return touchdowns or something. It was all yeah. kind of, like literally every type of stat you could get credit for on defense. The defensive player was getting credit for it. So just to give you guys kind of like a, uh, let me pull up the uh, the rosters of these uh, defensive players just so you kind of understand like what we're talking so like essentially what you're looking at is these guys are getting entire yeah here we go so it is return touchdowns solo tackles assist tackles tackles for loss sacks pass deflections interceptions forced fumbles fumble recoveries touchdowns safeties block kicks um turnover return yards and extra point return yards so it makes the defensive player extremely valuable depending on who you draft, when you draft them, and really and truly what you think your team needs. Not only that, you pick the right defensive player, and he can outscore just Any, about anybody, anybody other than a running outside, back or quarterback. Yeah, but anybody outside the quarterback for sure. But and running back would be tricky, but... If you have an elite running back, defensive yeah. play won't outscore him unless, unless he has yeah. like a... Dumb game. Yeah. The perfect the perfect game was uh um uh I can't think of his name right now. The guy he was playing for the Bears and he got traded to the Raiders. Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. The first game Khalil Mack had against the Bears mm-hmm. with the with uh against the uh, against the Bears with the Raiders, he had like two forced fumbles, two set like that game would have broke any defensive player record ever. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. We draft tomorrow. So, excuse me. Got something stuck in there. So, DJ Michael B. had brought it to my attention, and he was like, well, when do you even draft a defensive player? Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, that's a good question. We all know who's going to be the first in our league to draft a defensive player. <clears throat> See that? Yeah. Um, probably Not saying first, no names. Probably going to be the first to draft a fucking quarterback, too. Um, anywho. So... <laughs> That 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 begs the question: When, when is the ideal time, knowing that you now don't have to worry about a kicker, knowing that the normal fantasy draft rules don't fully apply because of all the, because of all the perks. So it's like you know, yeah, because most most drafts they would tell you don't draft a kicker or a defense until the end. Yeah. Well, and that's just Justin Tucker, the anomaly. Yeah, or Young Way Koo, or um, the Bengals kicker the now, big, I, I or or like... um, the Rams kicker. Yeah. Oh my bad, and the Niners kicker. Damn. Yeah. Robbie Gold. Oh man. Yeah. Like, we have not brought up Robbie Gold at all. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah. 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 So anywho, so now you've got to think. Okay, I got to start two defenses, so that means I have to draft them at some point. Granted, all this comes down to number of people in the league. So this year is going to be interesting because we only have eight. We didn't get 10 like we wanted because we're very particular about, you know, who's in this league because we we really and truly wanted smart football minds. Like, we didn't just want any old person just in the league just because. Crap. So Correct. It was like, all right, cool. So found another guy, um, good friend of mine. Um, congratulations to him, by the way. He just had his baby girl the other day. Nice. So I told him good luck drafting with a crying baby around. I was like, because when I draft, I will be by myself. But it should be good. So it does change a lot because with eight of us, everybody should have 
pretty damn good teams unless you just suck ass at drafting. Well, which nobody in this league sucks at drafting. That, so, that's the thing that aggravates me the most. So this is going to be a this is going to be a legitimate chess match. I've literally won every league I've played in, except this one. I don't know if I win in CJ's league this year or not, but chances are we're going to run that league too, and it's probably going to come down to us too, unless he has us in the same division. We got to play each other in the in the championship before. I'm, I'm going to act an ass in. Um... I'm going to act the ass in that league. Um, my money league draft, I'm proud of myself. That was great. I had a great draft. Yeah, <laughs> Amazing. Um, like, I was proud of my team. That is a ESPN um, PPR league. And by the way, we play a regular scoring league. We do not have a uh, PPR league. Um, I don't think people want the problems with a PPR league. I don't. I just I just don't. I, I, I understand the scoring system of a PPR league, so... I would be okay, but I know other people in our league that don't keep up with the advanced stats. But, bruh. <laughs> it doesn't take away from the fun. Yeah. Because a standard league or a PPR league, my opinion personally, they're both fun. I know people who don't like either and they prefer a dynasty league. Like, mm-hmm. that's just, it, and it's fine. Like, we also don't do a keeper league. Yeah. It's something I thought about, but I was like, why? Like, but the chance, the chances are when you're in our league, we cut one or two people a year for inactivity. So, because yeah, we're still trying to find, like, at some point we're gonna have like that ten. We have a solid six every <laughs> single year. Yeah, the same six have been in this league since the beginning. Yeah, yeah, we have we have had a solid six like, since the beginning it's of the time. Been me, you, Julius, Herb, Jared. We've been there the whole time. Is that five? That's five of us. Yeah. Five of us, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then we've had man, we've had a lot of different. We've people. had we had we've had different people. Hey, look, let me tell you, I invite you guys out there listening. If you want to get in the league, get on the website and send an email. Say, hey, look, I want in. You're more than welcome to get in because we will be more than happy to kick your ass too. Facts. But in the process of you getting your ass kicked. You will be able to win any league that you are in outside of this one. Plain and simple. It'll be a good time. Um, so we did that. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. 745, it goes down. The only thing I don't like about Yahoo is that they have that fucking mountain time shit. So like trying to get all your timing shit sorted out is like annoying. But is that what their headquarters is? Is it in I think it, so. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But yeah. Um, I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna take I'm gonna double tap the uh draft order tonight. I have no idea what my draft overall strategy is gonna be. Like I have I have my I have my big board. My big board's ready. But I don't I don't I don't have a But yeah. I am trying this new draft strategy this year, which is how I was able to draft the way I drafted in my money league, and I'm gonna use that for all of my all three of my leagues this year. Last year was I would say my best draft. And last year was the first time I went in without any strategy. All I did last year was look at who finished top three in every position for Mm -hmm. fantasy points. And then I looked at who finished uh, the year before with, with advanced analytics. 
who who was at the bottom yeah, yeah, yeah. with 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 advanced well who was at the bottom normally but was on top with advanced analytics like okay this guy only carried the ball 20 times a season but every time he carried the ball he had a 6 yard 6 yards per carry but he's not eligible to be on the board of a hey, this this and you know he's the best running back or he's carried the ball enough to be eligible for this award and that award and stuff like that, the Russia award or the pass award. So I, that's what I looked at and it paid dividends up until people got hurt. I mean, I was, I, I literally was other than you. I think I barely beat you the first time, but every me and you were running through the league last year. They, I don't know what everybody else was doing. It was just, it was a weird, good old John. <laughs> it was just a weird, uh, we'll say it was a weird. Hey, you ever seen rush hour? Yeah. Hello. Still recording. Man, you wasting off film right now. What are you doing? No, I'm just playing. I'm just doing the rush hour thing. Uh, we'll probably be done in the next 30. All right. Shout out to my cousin. Uh, uh, waste, wasting our damn tape, but okay. Yep. I just had to do the rush hour thing. That, that, did, <laughs> that, that just happened, yes. Um, I've always wanted to do that. You he, sorry. He took a call. You wasting off film. On the air. It happened. He but just want to come. He, but it's he, okay. He want to come take a drink with me for my birthday. Oh, that's, that's all it is. Did you say that's cute? I did. Yeah, kiss my ass. Anyway, um, <laughs> but you know, I didn't really go in with a strategy this year. I'm just, I think I'm going, I'm going freestyle it again. Um, I don't really have a strategy on how I'm going to draft. I just always quarterbacks do not get drafted in the first round unless this dude is like. A bona fide fantasy stud. And even then, they don't get drafted in the first round for a reason, unless you are like Tom Brady in the middle of his prime. Yeah. Or Aaron Rodgers in the middle of his prime. Uh Drew Brees, those years right after the Super Bowl. Yes, when he was when he was breaking the uh percentage record over and over again. That's that's but man, what after you get out like the top three quarterbacks, it's like you don't need to draft a quarterback in, until like the fourth round, dog. I promise you, there's you can throw in this in the league that we're in right now. I mean, to put some context, Dak Prescott has finished top five a couple of times, and the Cowboys' records have record has been what less than stellar. So, yeah. but Dak finished high in fantasy points because garbage time. <laughs> well, we already know how that goes. Garbage time, Dallas Cowboys. He'll, st- he'll just start throwing the ball up the field against the second string and third string, and that for some reason they just start catching the ball. So your overall performance in fantasy football since we've had a league, you have a 51.1% win percentage. Mm-hmm. You are forty-eight and forty-six. Sounds about right. Um, six teams in total and and zero trophies, as you had already alluded. Yep. Um, basketball, you are a fifty-one percent as well. You have the same exact win record in football and basketball. Yeah, I've never seen that before. Uh, you're eighty-nine and eighty-five overall. Uh, eight teams, three trophies. I'm actually not surprised. The reason why I'm not surprised by that was because the. F- when I played fantasy football and fantasy basketball in both leagues, it was 
my first time playing either. Mm-hmm. And I did it for like three years. And I would get, I got smacked the first couple of years, like smacked. I think like one year in basketball, I finished with only like three games. I think my first year in basketball, I finished with like three or four games. One the second year, the same thing. And then the third year, it just finally was just like, okay, I got to figure something out. And it was the same yeah. thing with football. And then I started watching other people draft. And that's when I figured out, because especially in football, in football, I was like, all right, I know what I'm going to do. Quarterback, then a running back, then two receivers, and then I go to tight end. Obviously, that doesn't work. <laughs> Hell no. So the, the first year, that didn't work for me in football. The second year, I was like, all right, let's try this again. I'm going to take a running back first. Then I'll take a tight end because tight ends are hard to, to find to get extra points. Then I'll go back in the third round and take a quarterback. That didn't work either. But by the fourth year, I think I ended up in the middle of their primes. I had Aaron Rodgers, Big Ben. Um, what was the Steelers uh, running back? Uh, I can't think of his name right Le'Veon now. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. Ended up with Le'Veon Bell and uh, – I, I, it just I ended up with Antonio. It just started clicking. I was like, I'm tired of getting smacked. I got to figure it out. And it started finally clicking. After I had lost on the average like 10 games a freaking season, man, I was getting smacked in this league. Yeah, I think for me, it looks like from I'm looking at my – actually, this is the first time I'm looking at this for uh, for basketball. I never actually looked at it. but Yeah, um, you're, you're un, unbeatable in basketball. I can't 80, understand it. 80.5 win percentage. Yeah. I am 177 and 43. Ten teams, nine trophies. So I do remember the year that I lost. I was not very happy about that, um, but it was my own fault. Is that the year Donna won? Yeah, me and Donna were in the final. I, that that was the first year I got bit by the injury bug, and mm-hmm. I tried to go waiver fishing. I found decent waivers, but everybody else's team started peaking and, and, at the and, right time. And to be fair, I don't know what it is about who I draft. You can you can attest to this. Every year in basketball. My number one player on my team has a injury ending mm-hmm. year. And I kid, I, st- I, bro, the one time I draft Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant was coming back. I had Kevin Durant, LeBron James. I said, wait till Kevin Durant come back. He came back, played three games, and had another season ending injury. And I just said, mm-hmm. now I'm careful about who I draft because I was just, I mean, it happened to Derrick Henry last year in football, and I couldn't believe it because I was running through everybody up until that point. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. And fantasy football, shaky at best, but no, sixty three point six. But that should tell you how good the, how good our fantasy football yeah. league is. I'm a hundred and thirty one and seventy five. Yeah. Thirteen teams, eight trophies. So, I do win a lot. I lose too. I remember. I also, I do a lot of um. I do a lot of uh, other little random things. Like I do like survivor leagues and shit just because I want to try to challenge myself. So, of course, I'm going to do another survivor league this year just because I want to see how far I can get. Last year, a I survivor made... league? So, a survivor league is this. You have, of course, I believe 17 weeks in a season this year. You have to pick one team. Once you pick that team, you can't pick that team the following week. So, Ooh. you pick until you lose. Ooh. So, it gets real tricky Halfway through, so like last season, I got, I got to week eight, and I gambled on Detroit and I lost, cause mm. I was I started running out of like, cause I was trying to backload my guarantees, like my you know the teams are you know are gonna win, 
Did Detroit beat somebody in the division? No, no, no. I or they lost look, to somebody in their they division? They lost to... No, no, they lost somebody outside of their division. I'm trying to remember exactly which game it was. I don't remember. But I was like, this is the game. All right, cool. Detroit going to win. I was nervous as shit. That sounds fun. I actually want to do that. Yeah, Survivor League is dope. Like, it's, it's dope. Um, ESPN actually has one. That's why I, I play most of my Survivor Leagues on ESPN. You know, um, it, got, it got some very talented people out there that, that actually... Oh, yeah. They crunch all the numbers to pick who they're going to pick and... Yeah, but I'm definitely gonna. I'll probably. I'll definitely do it again this year. Um, send me an invite to that when you do it. I want to do yeah. that. Most definitely. Yeah, we can do that. Why not? Um, so we've come up to that wonderful, wonderful time of the show, where it's time to get some shout outs done. Oh, um, okay. Normally we would have local brews, but since we are celebrating a birthday, <laughs> we are celebrating the the end of Leo season, transitioning into the beginnings of Virgo season. Because we do, at some point during the month of August, pass the crown off to our Virgos because, you know, the Leos... The 22nd is the last day. It's okay, but, you know, like I said, Leos hang on. We start we start in late July. We go all the way through majority of August, and then we pass the Cavassier on down mm-hmm. to the Virgos and let them turn up and do their thing. No harm, no foul. We have no hatred towards our Virgo brothers and sisters, like I already said. Leos and Virgos are very close in their astrology. Clearly like, also in real life as well, because yeah. me and me and this man across <laughs> the table from me, that's just how it is. But that's just what it is. But... So my first shout out, really and truly my only shout out, is going to be to my brother across the table from me. Happy birthday to you. Glad to see you make it another successful year. I'm glad to keep continue seeing you do the things you keep doing outside of the podcast, all of the DJing that you got going on, being in Vegas, Miami, finna be up in Dallas for uh, another fit. For yeah, Bottle man. So like, just, you know, tearing Oh, you're DJing for the Broncos now. Yep. Like, you know, just every time I look, you're doing some other dif- different venture. And it's just great to see. I appreciate that. Um, my shout out is going to go to you as well. You know, uh, your birthday. But the weekend we had was amazing. Take that how y'all want it. Because I know somebody's like, uh, pause. But no, don't do that. Um, Ain't nobody paying attention to him. <laughs> but, uh, man, it's just, it's. I mean, we've been on we've been on this thing together since what eight and nine years old, and we're still going. They say once you get once once a guy or two friends know each other twenty plus years, that's a friend for life. Hey, that's it. It's a friend for life. So, shout out to you. Happy birthday. More ble- as we say in the Caribbean, more blessings, more life, and progression. Hey. That might be the quickest shout out segment we ever had. Yeah, and I, I ain't gonna, I've been sipping on this beautiful cognac this whole show. Oh, that thing gone from mine, bro. <laughs> I, I'm not, I can't, I don't want to drink it fast. I'm, I'm on, I'm on my sip slogan. Yeah, that, that thing's so good. So, let's get to this point of the show. We've been talking about it all week. It has been very, very, very fucking difficult, but. We came up with this, um, actually, um, my co-host actually came up with it. He hit me up and he was like, hey, I got an idea. What you think about it? And I was like, hell yeah. (laughs) And then the research began. And boy, this shit was hard. It's hard. So I'm going to let you take it away, explain to the people what we got going on, and um, then we'll jump right on into it. Well, first off, I've been acting a fool on Facebook. Just, you know, my birthday was coming up. I wanted people to make sure, I wanted to make sure I was in people's algorithms. And I was. So, my man. Um, 
I posted a status on Facebook. I said, okay, I need some help here. What's your top five albums all time in genre? Now, before a lot of you say, oh, well, this and, you know, that's hard because but what what is your top, basically, what is your preference? What is your top five? What are the top five albums you can never get tired of? That's what I wanted to know. Because I, I want to put, I wanted to put a fire ass playlist together as well. So, um, one of the ones that came up a lot, and I'm not surprised by it because I, I, I like this album too. Confessions by Usher came up a lot. Let me see. It was one, two, three, four. Confessions came up four times. Okay. Um, one one person, which is your dad. I freaking loved it. Your dad's list was amazing because it was so. It was so uh eclectic. Okay. It, it, it was so spread out. He had Prince in 1999, yeah. UGK Riding Dirty, Scarface Deeply Rooted, Jay-Z with the blueprint, and NWA straight out of Compton. Mm-hmm. I thought his list was uh was fire. My homeboy Jamon, who's another guy. I mean not uh Jamon Nick, Nicholas. Nick had a good one too. He had the Carter Three with Lil Wayne, legendary okay. album. Crack by Zero. If you're not from Houston, whatever. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. He had Confessions. He had he's also a a, a Christian, so he had Kingdom Business by Canton Jones. Obviously, Kirk Franklin, the new nation. I mean, everybody in the nineties know about Kirk Franklin. Every black household in Bruh. the nineties was Do you want a revolution? Woo-hoo. I'm trying to tell you. And he had his honorable mention. Um exclusive by Chris Brown. Which which caught me off guard because I had I was like yo it's actually a damn good album though it is exclusive was a great album so um oh look I didn't even see Barry put one yesterday Barry has Barry has a good one too Get Rich or Die Trying Carter Two which is which two, is my favorite two, Lil Wayne yeah. album two solid albums uh To Pimp a Butterfly another solid album Miseducation of Lauren Hill man Ooh. which yeah. yeah that's another one that came up uh the Blueprint. So the blueprint came up twice. Um, then he had a uh, shout out to American Gangster. Yeah. Uh, the Cool. Damn. Confessions, and College Dropout. Yeah, a lot of I'm I'm surprised College Dropout didn't come up more for some people. And well, for for mostly for our for our generation of people. Yeah. But, um. But it's hard because you had the Carter two and the Carter three and the Blueprint and Confessions and. One you know, pick a ludicrous album. Like there's a lot of yeah, albums. Where there, I can yeah. understand why it was very difficult. Um, my homegirl Megan, she was Kevin Gates fan, big okay. Ke- big Kevin Gates fan. So Kevin Gates is actually on the list. Luca Brasi too. Okay. I'm not a Kevin Gates person. I didn't like the album. I don't really like Kevin Gates style, but whatever. Um, I can, I can get down. With, I can get down with with that. Um, she got Dangerously in Love. All right. A slept on album that. If you think J. Cole is boring, you're stupid. 2014 Forest Hills Drive, which is, hey, you still, you got my respect for that. Still his probably best album. Another album that is slept on just because it's a female, um, but it when it dropped, it was crazy. Pink Friday. Oh, God, yeah. That, no, that, and she has Confessions on her list, too. So Confessions literally was... Yeah. All right. Uh, The other ones, TJ had Thug Motivation 101. Another... Slept on album. I didn't expect this. The real testament by Plies that, that blew was a my mind. Dope ass album. 
I actually listened to that when I was at basic training. That was that was one of my that was my first introduction to like really really listening to Plaz because of course all before I had heard from him was him and T Pain when they dropped that uh, the Shawty track. You didn't have uh, what was the one? What was the song that Plaz had that that that, that uh, his first hit? Oh man, I can't even think of it. I got I, was it was I don't think it was I got plenty of money. I'm trying to oh that my came God. out after that was oh, all on the album. Man. I'm gonna come back to that. Shawty was the first one because there was a music no, video attached to it. I don't think I don't think Shawty was his first single. No, no, though. I'm saying, but it was the one that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I just can't remember his first because I like I liked his first single. I remember loving it, but I just can't think of what it is. Um, yeah, because Shawty came out like right before I went to college. Was, I love that. Well, that song. was still we still had MySpace when that came out. Yeah, Th- that's about yes. That's how old I am for you people out there. Yeah. Uh, TJ had that one. He had Get Rich or Die Trying. He also had the Carter Two. And also the miseducation of Lauren Hill. So, confessions, miseducation of Lauren Hill, Carter Two were the repetitives. You know, so um, you want to go first, or you want me to go first? Like, so let's let's do this a little bit different. Um, let's drop our honorable mentions first. Okay. And then we'll go into our top five. I can deal with that because th- these are going to be very interesting lists to say the least. Yeah, I'm 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 elaborate a little bit. I expect you to elaborate some. Yeah, so. of course. So, um an honorable mention for me, my first one is actually going to be um Kendrick Lamar's Damn album. Damn. That's that's one of my I'm a, I'm a big Kendrick guy for those who know me like and that album came out it was during Hurricane Harvey for me and I listened to that album front back over and over again to this day three quarters of that album is on my workout playlist. Okay. So, um, and then my other one is actually, it is, this is probably going to piss off some people, but I really don't give a fuck is actually Michael Jackson's thriller. Yeah. It just pissed me the fuck off. <laughs> there's a reason there's a method to the madness, but yeah, Michael Jackson's thriller is an honorable mention for me for a different reason, but okay, fine. All right. Um, my two honorable mentions, this might—I don't think it's going because you know me. It shouldn't catch you off guard, but it might catch a couple of people off guard. We my, talked about this pre-show. Yeah. So my honorable mention is "Don't Be Cruel," Bobby Brown. I'm talking about this people. This this if you don't understand, this thing charted five songs on the Billboard. Yeah. Don't be cruel. My prerogative. Roni, rock with you. Every little step I t- come on, man. I just, the first the first. Five full because he obviously has a prelude first, but the yeah, first yeah, yeah. five songs on this thing were all chart charted singles. Well, and that's weird because that's so my because my progress also came up on two can play that game as well. Yeah. So and, yeah, it did. Yeah, and yeah. That he, was in, what nineteen ninety two? Yeah, he he did a, he did a re release. He I think he he had re recorded it and then yeah. yeah. And my other, I know it's a soundtrack, and I know people are going to be like, man. It's a soundtrack, not an album. A soundtrack is still an album. And my other honorable mention goes to the greatest soundtrack of all time. Unless my mom is listening, her favorite soundtrack is Waiting to Exhale. So, hey, that was a, hey, 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 that's hey. a fire. That yeah, was a fire yeah. soundtrack from all And, 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 and out shout, shout out to The Lion King, too. That's another yeah, fire song. But to me, the greatest soundtrack of all time, Space Jam. I'm talking about Fly Like an Eagle. 
the winner. I believe I can fly, hit them high. I found my smile for you. I will upside down basketball Jones. I turn to you by offer this Space Jam soundtrack. Everybody get up! It's time to slam now. We got a real Man. jam going. Hey, man, that, hey. the Space yeah. Jam soundtrack is so lit. I didn't even look up how many how many uh. How many of these songs were act on the actual charts? I know. I just off the top of my head, going "Fly Like an Eagle" was. Mm-hmm. "Fly Like an Eagle" is. Uh, a classic. I believe I can fly. Obviously. "Hit 'Em High" was. Uh, I found my smile by D'Angelo. For you, I will, Monica. I, I mean, I turn to you by awful one was on the billboard. Like, it's just. This is still back when R and B was still R and B. Okay. So let's get into. Do you have yours ranked from five twenty? You just pick five albums. I do not have them ranked because it was hard to rank them. Okay. So I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna put them on this list." Okay. Because I don't. I didn't think it would. I didn't think it'd be fair to rank them because it's my. It's my list. It's my personal list. I so, get that. I ranked mine. So I just wanted to know because I'd be like, "What's your five? And then I say my five. So it's all good. Well, actually, the way I'm looking at this, actually, it is ranked. Okay. All right. Cool. So, so give me your number five. My number five, this is my one that's going to throw people off, but I don't give a fuck, is actually NSYNC Celebrity. Ooh. That is my number five. That's album, this is why. That actually has ties to my childhood. When that album came out, I told my mama that was the only thing I wanted for Christmas, and she bought that album for me for Christmas. My bad. CD. Is, is, CDs was a thing. It is. Which, which, uh, which singles are on that album? Gone. 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 Gone is the big one. Selfish is on there. Yeah, um, can't get you mm-hmm. off my mind. Yeah. Hey. You had Gone. You had Selfish. You had, um, oh, man, I thought she knew. Okay. Like, I yeah. I liked it. NSYNC was huge, so I'm not even mad at that. Um, My number five, a lot of people went with Confessions. Mm-hmm. I went with the album that, you know, a lot of people say my way, but I went with the album that actually launched Usher into superstardom. Not stardom, superstardom. I went with 8701. You remind me. You got it bad. You don't have to call. The original man's breakup song. Oh, my God. No, 8701 was... Oh, and the one he did with with Justin Timberlake on that same album. Yeah, um... And he had a If I Want To. If I Want To. Yeah. I I just... (laughs) Yeah. 8701 is such a yeah. freaking classic, a, yeah. dude. 8701 was, was, yeah. So, number four. For me, it was Queen, Night at the Opera. Hey, that was on my, that was, uh, was on my list. Hey, see? Yeah. Hey, yeah, we had a, we had a similar I mean, list. I mean, look, if you, if you don't, if you don't expand your musical background at all, I don't know what to tell you. But Queen, First of all, fuck that. Freddie Mercury is a bad motherfucker. I know y'all seen a damn movie, dog. you seen the movie, you sleep. Like, Queen was legit. Queen was very, yeah, yeah. So what you got? What was number number four? Number four, actually, I'm, I might. I'm, I, this, You're not going to shock me. Like, no, this, I, this isn't going to surprise you. I, it might surprise, no, I think it, it might catch you off guard. Not that, not that. I picked it, but just because it's, you know what I'm saying, it's in my top five, but uh, my number four, 12th play, your body's calling, bump and grind, seems like you're ready, mm-hmm. sex me. I, that whole album. Hey, so long, sex me part one and part two. And part two. 
That was like an 11 oh, minute double God. track. Yeah, it's 11 minutes, 28 yep. seconds. I'm just, oh. Yeah, I, I don't need to say nothing else. No, that no. You know, I got, never mind. Okay, let, let, let's carry load, on. Load, load up your number three. Okay. Okay. You want to go first on number three? Yeah. That's, that's what right. it is? Yeah. Okay, my number three album, and I am going with Late Registration. Okay. Late Registration stays being played by me. Okay. And y'all can't tell me otherwise. Heard them say, Touch the Sky, Gold Digger, Drive Slow, Crack Music, Diamonds for Sierra Leone, we major. You can't tell me nothing, bro. Late registration is my favorite Kanye West album. And hey, Mama, the original, before he did the Grammy remix, yeah. is also on this album. That is my favorite Kanye West album, bro. It, it's, it's classic. I got you. My number three <laughs> is actually, it's ironically, is the only hip-hop album that's on here. It's actually LL Cool J's Mr. Smith. Okay. Hey. <laughs> okay. That's man. That's one of my LL Cool J in general. First of all, is just one of my all-time favorite MCs. Absolutely, LL like, Cool J is a like, slept-on MC oh, historically, and it pisses question. me off. And his longevity. Let's just not you know like, like the longevity, but we're talking about like like the Mister the Mister Smith album. Of course, everybody knows you know doing it was on there. But that was like the main it, the main one that everybody well. kept up with. Yeah, Hey Lover was on there. Oh course. man, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. Mr. Smith. Yep. I'm say if you listen to him, you know what I'm saying. No airplay. Yeah. You know, and I shot you the remix. Oh man, is that is that the uh the, the disc? Cool J, uh, Foxy Brown, Fat Joe, Keith oh. Murray, and Prodigy. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 no, that was yeah. People don't understand how long LL Cool J career was because he started in the '80s, radio, and went all the way from the '80s. To it's the early two thousands, went into the nineties when Mama said knock you out. I Not just, to mention when he came in, when when the when we talked about the early two thousands, he came in with head sprung, which was turning they everybody call up. Me big L A, big T. Yeah, Come on, man, hey. Yeah, like, and 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 his 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 uh his beef with uh is Big Daddy Kane. I believe. Ah, so. uh, yeah, I think so. But it, it was one of the most iconic. Like, okay, LL Cool J is a he's the first. Hip hop superstar, bro, and and he was the one that Dr. Dre pointed out in his. He's the one that coined the term "goat." He was yeah. the first person to call himself the goat. I mean, no one can rhyme quite like I can. I take a muscle bound man and put his head in the sand. Man. And look, hey man, that I'm dude was bad. Bad, bad. Rock, that dude was rock bad. The bells. But you also have to remember LL his L Cool J is hard oh, as hell. hell. Oh man! Like, but remember this too: his beef was so big that it was played on the radio yeah. back and forth. These dudes dropped whole albums against each other. Yeah, man. Just before all this, oh, let me see you in the streets and I'm gonna fight you. I'm gonna shoot you. Nah, these man, these guys was in the booth doing it. And 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 we we ain't gonna sleep on dun 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 dun. When I'm alone in, in my room, room sometimes I stare at the wall and in the back of my mind, I hear my conscious call. Man, come on, man. That that man, look, I like that I like that entry. L I love L that entry. LL Cool J is a timeless artist. Not oh, to mention man. a successful actor as well. Yes. Like one of those that made that artist to Hollywood transition R. R. very R. seamless. And R.I.P. my nigga Birdie, man, from Deep Blue Sea. 
R.P. my nigga Birdie. I'll never forget. Boy, shark, I was so mad. A shark ate me. Yeah. You want to go? You go ahead and lead off with your number two. Number two is actually Usher's Confessions for me. Okay. Usher's Confessions. I, 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 I rock two. with it. I can rock with it. Like, it was like, yeah. It was a game changer. Oh, without for us, for sure. Because Confessions Part 1, my man was in the booth, you know, answering the phone call. <laughs> what? <laughs> huh? You say what? <laughs> like everything about that album, like that move, that album. The thing that I loved about that album so much, excuse me, that I love about that is it's very cinematic. Yeah. Like you can hear, you hear the music, and I think Usher, at, even starting going back to A Seven O One, he became very cinematic and theatrical because mm-hmm. you hear the songs and you can start to picture exactly what's happening, like a movie's playing. Like you could just feel like, even like, when like, he did. Raymond versus Raymond. Like Holy don't don't shit. don't get it like, twisted. Usher got the most number ones. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah for, like, in the from in the decade from of the two thousands, he has the most yeah. number ones by an R and B artist. Yeah, it's not Easily. even. It's not even close. But so, like, but yeah, like I said, Raymond versus Raymond. Like another one. Like it was just very cinematic. Like my man, dude, moving mountains climax. Uh, like I love moving mountains. My man was doing this later in his career. Oh but man, like, the, uh, was 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 Raymond versus? I don't know if uh, was trading places on Raymond versus Raymond. Oh, was that on the album with There no, Goes My Baby? That was on that album. That I, was, I can't think of the name uh, of the album. Um, Here I Stand. Here I Stand. Here I Stand. Forever Another great album. Yours here. Another great song. Yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah, so what you got? What's your what's your your number your number two? Um, my number two is probably what I consider the greatest hip hop album of all time. Okay. And people can say what they want. You know, somebody's gonna disagree. I don't care. Um this should not surprise you because you know who my favorite rapper all time is. Ready to Die is my number two album that will always, always stay on repeat. I'm talking about things unchanged. Give me the loot. Warning. Ready to Die. One more chance. Big Papa. Juicy. I could, look. Respect. Come on, man. I just. You can't beat an album. Oh, man. Ready to Die comes, is so like, good. Hip hop albums like that are just like. One of one. I mean, like the same way we were talking, we was just talking about like with LL Cool J. Like, it's yeah, just, like it's an album. Like when we when we in our seventies, we can play that album and we gonna be oh hell yeah, like we gonna be turned up. I'm gonna be I mean, I'm gonna be seventy talking about look. you know very well who you are. I sure will. <laughs> and the sample for Juicy going back. Oh, God. did he sample the hell out of that? Hey man! <laughs> oh shit! But yeah, so you have to excuse us. We love our music, man, obviously. dude. Um, so now my number one, and this is why I have my honorable mention set up the way I did. Okay, because my number one is Michael Jackson's Bad Album. Because my all-time Michael Jackson song, both of them actually are on the same album. Is it Billie Jean and Bad? Nope. It's oh. Smooth Criminal and Smooth it's Dirty Criminal. Diana. I meant, those are my. I meant, I meant to say Dirty Diana. I said Billie Jean. Those are my all-time favorite Michael Jackson. Dirty Diana is one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs. Smooth Criminal, to this day for me. Like I understand. Listen, Thriller was phenomenal. Thriller was probably the first movie-style music video of its kind. But Smooth Criminal, Smooth Criminal was one of the most beautiful. Dance style, like is jam on bad? 
Um, I want to say yes. I can tell you right now, but I, I'm almost. I think it is actually. I think Jam is on bad, and that you know you had MJ and MJ in a video together. That's insane. Yeah, I can. Uh, come on. Yeah. Uh, not twenty fifth anniversary. Just okay. Here we go. Uh, bad. The way you make me feel. Ooh. Another one that was like the, the amount of hits on here. Just can't stop loving you, man in the mirror. Ooh, ooh. No, Jam wasn't on here. Oh man, leave me alone. Almost forgot, leave me alone was on here. Just good friends. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, bad for me was just. It was just that album. Oh, like, bad. To this, bad to this a, day. Hey, like he, you he, under, do you understand why I I put Thriller in my honor? Because I couldn't yeah. not mention that album. I, I, I love but, bad. I love bad. Bad for me because, like I said, smooth criminal because. Everything he did in that video. First of all, people still don't know the words to Smooth Criminal. And they just, you remember what Cat Williams said, we don't know the words, what you're saying, but yes, Michael, you I'm better spit it. You, all we know is, <laughs> I, 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 I kind of do know the words now that I'm older, but you know what I'm saying? Most people, I, I, I at least know, Any, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, we all know that part. Dun, 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 dun. Was the sound of the crescendo. That's what I know right there. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, but that. I don't uh, care what he was saying. He went hard. It didn't matter. <laughs> No disrespect to Michael Jackson. So, you know what I'm saying? No, um, no, no. So, what is your number one? Come on, man. You already said it. Oh, so it must Thriller. be. Thriller. <laughs> think, think about this, man. So like, like, I, just, I just knew I just I, knew somewhere on this list we was going to have some similarities. I mean, like, think, come on, bro. You got Wannabe starting something. The Girl is Mine, which might be one of the best collabs ever. Oh, Paul McCartney. And, yeah. and the only time I ever thought Michael Jackson got outdone in any kind of collab because Paul McCartney really went in on The Girl Is Mine. Of course, you had, I'm not the biggest fan of Thriller the song. I'm a big fan of Thriller the video. Oh, the video was great. Um, I mean, he, look, I love Human Nature. Human Nature was great. I also love PYT. I, I promise you, I didn't. I thought Beat It was on bad until I came on here and saw Beat It. Once I saw Beat It was on, on the Thriller album, I took the Thriller album, album yeah. instead of Bad. So Beat It, Billie Jean, Human Nature, PYT, The Lady in My Life. I mean, these. if he would have released all these songs at the same time, Michael Jackson would have had at least seven songs on the top 100, if not in the top 20 of the Billboard. I just... Yeah. It, and just... The fact that we both have Michael Jackson number one and one album right after the next just tells you how great this man really was. Oh, he's, I mean, he's the goat. I just, when he, people talk about goats and I, and there are a lot of people who will prefer like a Prince over Michael Jackson. That's cool. I'm not even mad at you, but I love me some Prince too, though. So yeah, no, I do, but, but Michael, I think, uh, the problem with Prince is his music is spread out through too many albums. He 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 came out with too many albums. Not to mention he still has a vault full of music. And he still has a vault full, yeah. Like oh, so, I heard so, so, I heard so his Michael. quote. So does Michael. Michael has a yeah. vault full of music that hasn't been released either. So. I, I heard this quote from Prince one time and they were just like, So is this the best album you've written in the past three years? And he was like, No, this is the best album I've written this week. <laughs> that yeah. should tell you right there. I mean, Lenny Kravitz once said Nobody plays the guitar better than Prince. He was like, I'm the second best player in the world. The best player goes to Prince. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just... Prince could play piano. He could play every guitar known to man. He could play the drums. He could play the sax. I mean, this dude was musically gifted. Oh. Ridiculously no, no, no. Yeah. gifted. And and I love me some Prince. You know what I'm saying? 
Uh, shout out to your dad for putting 1999 on his list. Another one. 1999 is a great. My mom, you know, you know all the older heads, and I don't knock y'all for this, but a lot of them, like when I asked my aunt and my mom and my other aunt, and my, for those of you that don't know, I got 10 aunts. <laughs> so I, I asked a good bit of my aunts. The one album that came up with all of them over and over again was Purple Rain. Over Le- and legend- over and Le- over again. Legendary album. Now, Purple Rain is a really good album. The movie's trash, though. I'm sorry. They have yet to do the movie justice. Like, I, uh, like the, true the, justice. The movie's trash. I, sorry, Prince. You just can't act, and it's horrible. Um, even even my, I'm, he, and I'm not going to go after the Prince. Couldn't do well, but I'm not only going to go after yeah. Prince. Michael Jackson's damn Moonwalk or whatever it was that d- oh, trash. Yeah, that was absolutely horrible. Wasn't as bad as Flex playing Michael Jackson, but whatever. Oh, we, can we can we not talk? Oh no, no, no. Like, but again, Michael Michael Jackson is one of those artists. How we just talked about, like, um, how we talked about LL across time. Not to mention when he came out with "You Rock My World" with Chris Tucker in the music video. <sighs> like, you see what I'm saying? Like he he stretched out across time. Chris Tucker and Usher, bruh, only only people our generation know how legendary it was to see Chris Tucker, Usher, and Michael Jackson on stage. At the same time. Then we saw Michael Jackson and James Brown a couple of years later. Oh, oh my God, God dude. That legendary. Was, like, you're and, talking about literally two two goats of their era. And uh, one slept on album, and I'm not going to say it slept on. It's probably, it might be his worst single album, but Michael Jackson's worst single album is better than your artist. Probably top five. You better not say so, dangerous. Hell no, you crazy? No, but I was going to say, Invincible. Invincible might be his worst album, but Invincible still had bangers. So, I mean, uh, and not to mention, uh, I think, is is Dangerous the one with the Free Willy song? Uh, I want to say, yeah, don't don't quote me on that. I love love the Free Willy. But it's just because it has Black or White, which was, I did a, I used that song in college for a presentation. I love Black or White. It was, oh yeah. And it was, it was Michael Jackson being ahead of his time again because if you listen to the lyrics of the song, like black or white, then they don't care about us. Oh, was shot man. in prison. He shot the video in a prison. Like it told you, and it was. They and don't you listen, really care about us. Listen to the lyrics. Yeah, man. The song "Heal the World." Heal the world. Yeah. Remember the time with Magic Johnson? They're setting back in like the ancient Egypt. Is is that the one with uh, "Gone Too Soon"? Um. Yes. Yeah, he he made that. That that's an emotional yeah, song. Yeah, Jam is on that album too. Jam is on that. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a crazy album. Yeah. Oh man. Well, but then yeah, like it's just. I can never remember the name of the Free Willy song, but the Free Willy song go. I'd be looking up on YouTube Free Willy song Michael Jackson. I I can never remember the name of that song. That song hard, yeah. dog. But that's crazy to think about because Invincible came out in two thousand one. Yeah. And his very first album came out in 1972. Yeah, it's for it. Is that blaming on the boogie? Or, or off the wall is Michael Jackson. That's got to be there. Okay. Yeah, got to be there. That's young. That's little Michael. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So big Michael. Music and me. Okay. Because he was a teenager. Well, it's really got to be off the wall. Single. Because the rest of these are like teenage, like forever Michael, teenage Michael. So yeah. Yeah. Adult Michael off the wall. Off the wall. Yeah. I think off the wall is the one with blaming on the boogie. Yeah, Don't yeah. blame it on a good time. Don't blame it on a good time. Hey, hey, hey. Sunshine. Blame it on a boogie. That shit hard, man. That that whole I think that's the one with Rock With You as well. Off the wall. Mm-hmm. 
But and then there's and, chorus, uh, then there's a chorus for me personally. And you as I know you talked about the song he did with Paul McCartney being like one of the best crossover yeah. songs he did. For me personally, his best crossover song is Scream with his sister Janet. The was, only reason, listen. The only reason why I don't say why? that's, I, I just, the video was fire. What? What? And, what, what and it's I, like you gotta like we have to we we forget how talented Janet was. Not as no, a singer. Not as oh, a singer. Oh, oh but as a dancer. Me, yeah, yeah, as a dancer. Yeah, yeah, because she was, she was a the choreography, the core, the choreography. Excuse me. In that video, for them to being brother and sister like that was seamless. I, I'll say I I'm not gonna say it's not a crossover, but. I'm not going to rank it as a crossover because they both made the same kind of music to me for for interesting for for most of their for most of their careers like I didn't I don't see I didn't I don't think I, so. I think I because I just think one is from a guy's point of view and one is from a girl's point of view because Janet Jackson did a lot of crossing between rock and R&B and Michael Jackson did a lot of the same thing so but, but is, Janet, is, is but, it a fire collab though? Yeah. You goddamn Janet, right. Janet also did a lot of just tra- traditional R and B. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the way we want to work. Well, that, that's that's what happens when you work with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Yes, that's true too. Everybody man. knows about control. Who don't know about? You know control. what I'm saying? So hey, she, she worked a lot with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, and you know how that went. I mean, you seen New Edition. We've seen all the products. Shout out to the Boys to Men album too from New Edition. Whenever uh, Johnny first joined the group, yeah. Um, but it it it, it, it is in love and obviously boys to men and just yeah. Surprisingly, neither one of us had a, a full boys to men album on our list, and it's yeah. because boys to men is another group where their hits are spread out, mm-hmm. and and their their best songs are spread out through albums. Yeah. And, and there's not just like one album where you like this album is absolute stupid fire. Yeah, like that's why it was so easy for me to use like a Bobby Brown album. Because, that's why I use Don't Be Cruel. Yeah, and that's why I use To Complain That Game. Yeah. So that's but, exactly why I use Don't Don't Be Cruel has But I was just I was just when I I'm a I'm a R and B kid at heart. Like that's always yeah, gonna hell be yeah. my but so like for me, Bobby Brown was like, you know, saying humping around, like my humping around, my prerogative, like those yeah, man, said humping like, around. Wait a hey, minute, wait, 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 hey, wait. That's my track right hey, there, dog. Me and you both. Only, only a man that was going around the world humping around can make a song talking about how innocent he is. Right. When you try someone, that my son. Hey, you know hey, what I'm saying? Hey. We're gonna we're gonna go do karaoke Friday at this at the Dirty Daiquiri in Baytown for my birthday. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna tell you, but hey, surprise! Now you know. Um. <laughs> I'm def I'm definitely thinking about doing that one karaoke. That's my shit, man. That's my favorite Bobby Brown song. I promise you that's my favorite yeah. Bobby Brown song. As much as I love every little step and rock with you, they yeah, don't come a, close. For me, for me, my prerogative and humping around, those are my two. If like, Humping Around would have ended up on a Don't Be Crew album, that would probably be the the best album to compete with any Michael yo, Jackson yeah, album yeah, all for time. Sure. That would have been yeah, that you would have had to That would have been thriller levels. Yeah, but Bobby Bobby spread out hits between like three solid albums. Yeah, like it's just don't, al- don't like because he three solid albums with multiple hits. Yeah. Uh, but you know, speaking of off the wall, when we're talking about Mike, is girlfriend on off the wall? Girlfriend, girlfriend, I can girlfriend off the wall. Ooh. Oh, uh, yes, it is. Yep, off the wall, off the walls, off the walls, a solid album. Well, I mean, you know, when you lead off with "Don't stop till you get enough," I mean, you know. Ah, well. 
And then of course, you know, that just well, makes people it. people steady blowing me up. Yeah, yo, yo, you've been it's gonna be a lot of like, all the vibrating you hear on, on the podcast today is all DJ Michael Boggs' phone. What's, Happy birthday, my G. Appreciate it, appreciate it. I'm I'm in the middle of recording the podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, man. Happy birthday, man. Appreciate Happy it, bro. Birthday, bro. Appreciate it. Shit, I'm on work, man. So I, I, I sleep all day. So I, I just made it through. So I was like, man, let me call my, let me call my nigga real quick. I appreciate it, dog. For real. <laughs> all right, man. man let me, let me get, let me, let, let me, let me, let, let me let you get back to your, to your business, man. All right, then. All right, my man. All right. So it's gonna be a lot of cameos on this podcast. Nah, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's only two cameos today, dog. I mean, between all the vibrations and everything else. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I definitely like it. Um, I like how we pulled that top five out. That top five, well, was top legendary. five plus honorable mention. Um, so definitely was a good, good thought process, a good, good idea on your part for that. Um, next week, we'll, of course, we'll talk about the um results of the fantasy draft. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll get some more NFL, NBA news. Um, be checking out this weekend. Um, we do actually tomorrow. We will have the AFC East for mm-hmm. Bruising Cues Saturday, which means we will have the NFC East. Yeah. So be prepared for that. Um, depending on how the weather holds up and how timing goes Sunday, or if um Mike ain't too hungover. Um. There may be a there may be another there may be a bruising cues on Sunday. I won't for, I won't, um, I won't be hung up. I mean I'm doing I got a DJ Saturday night, so well, yeah, I'm, I'm good. There may be a bruising cues on Sunday for WWE sake because there's been a lot of change for the better. A lot of a uh, lot of storylines, a lot of You can already see Triple H's imprint. Yeah. It, it's and a Shawn Michaels, thing. by the yeah. way. Shawn Michaels is his number two now. The so. D Generation X Aries officially here. Over. No, nah, it's here. Well, I mean, like, as yeah. from a wrestling aspect. Yes, it, it's, but, it's but from a from a creative perspective, it's just oh, getting yeah, started. Yeah. yeah, it's just getting started. So we're we're with that. I um, feel like that's the best two guys they could have they could have put in charge. And yeah, and why not pick two long tenure guys from the nineties all the way till now that that have been wrestling? Oh yeah. So. And of course, you know, this past Monday had another had another return. Wasn't surprised by it. Knew it was coming. But we'll talk about that if we set up stuff on Sunday. Excuse me. Excuse me. I didn't. I. I didn't get to see all of Raw. Who returned? Johnny Gargano. Oh right. Yeah. And okay. And and Trish was. Yeah. Yeah. And Trish was there. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was a good show. Um. We still got Clash of the Castle coming up here very soon. So be on the lookout for a lot more bruising cues because we're having a lot of fun with that. So we we, we definitely want to get uh DJ Prime Time back in on yeah. some WWE things for sure. And we need to get Joseph Punk ass. To get up on this thing too. What's uh primetime uh podcast partner? I can't remember his name. Hongo. Hunt. We got to get him in here too. Um, so yeah, so we'll get everybody in. We'll Hopefully, get we get a crossover episode. Yeah, we get a we get a round table. It'll be on and popping. Um, so with that, oh man, the season finale is around the corner, folks. We are on yes. episode eight, which means we have two episodes to go in season two. So. I promise y'all we won't take as long as we did last time to return, especially because we took the hiatus during the season for the bruising cues. Right. So, and at the same time, I'm 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 apologizing in advance. The season finale will not be as controversial as season one. <laughs> you never know. We got a ways for me, for, to go. For me, it won't. It, it ain't shit happening in my life where it's gonna happen. So if it comes from anybody, come from your side. No, ain't nothing happening in my life. No. So, not saying it won't be fun, but it definitely won't be controversial. 
I think it's going to be fun because the NFL season has has officially started. Yep, and um, season finale will be the beginning of the NFL season, basically. Yeah. So, um, don't forget we had a little thing where we're just going to pick every game the whole we season. We have a bet going. Yeah. We got a bottle bet. Yeah. So I'm gonna owe you a bottle of TX whiskey if you win. Yep. And I'm gonna get you a bottle of that Hendo. Yeah. At this point, I might owe you a bottle of one of those if you win. <laughs> Hell no, nah, you don't want that one. That's 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 the price pointer. But <laughs> as always, ladies and gentlemen, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. I am Mr. GQ. I am your boy DJ Micah B. And we out. Fire the world to do what you can. If you love it, then fuck it. Get through it. Mumble mentality activated. I waited for so long. Get burdens out. I'll wait. When you see me in my zone, you can bet I'm doing numbers in my style.